Welcome to the Daily Objective. It is day 100 of a war that really should have uh, not taken 100 days, but it doesn't look like it's going to be over anytime soon unless uh, the only way it could be over is if Israel throws in the towel. And I have um, reason to believe that that is what's happening here. So I'm joined by the returning Mark Pellegrino. Mark, how's it going? You know, um, I'm pretty pissed off, but um, I'll, I'll let you take the lead and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I think last time we saw you was when we talked about Cenk Uger, right? Uh, which is, is also some somebody who can piss you off, although you were actually optimistic that he might be on the right. Douglas Murray may have set him on the right path. Uh, well, was I? Was I really? Or, or is this revisionist history? Because I, I feel like Douglas Murray gave him a tune-up but people like him tend to be the type that, you know, they pick a fight with you in a bar, you knock them out, they get up off the floor and they think they've won the fight. And so that's sort of the way guys like that operate. I don't know that I don't know that he's going to change, but certainly there are people on the fence watching that debate who may have been beaten into submission. But that guy, nah, he makes money that way. He, he's too invested. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of people on the fence, maybe I'll ask right at the start uh, if you uh, value our content and think the people on the fence might uh, get off the fence on the right side, uh, having watched our content. Uh, consider sharing it. Maybe consider sharing some of our other shows. I know today's show is already the title has pissed off some of uh, some of the, the people who like what we do. Generally, the title is my title. Mark is not responsible for it. Uh, it is Netanyahu wants to lose in The Hague. So I'm going to start by um, saying, just generally speaking, Netanyahu, you know, we've, we've talked about him a lot here on the channel. I think he is a weak leader. I think he, he um, you know, has, has always been a weak leader. He didn't want to go to war. You know, he didn't, you know, it was kind of forced on him because what are you going to do after on October 7th? In previous rounds, he always... Uh, did the absolute minimum that he could get away with without being accused of letting Hamas get away with murder. The same is true here. This is why Israel didn't uh, uh, didn't go on a, a serious uh, aerial bombardment of Gaza on October 7th and October 8th. This is why Israel didn't respond in the north against Hezbollah. Uh, this is why we keep hearing from Israel, look, you know, what can we do? The Americans won't let us. And this is why Netanyahu decided to even participate in the farce in The Hague and, um, you know, in, in, a, in a conversation about whether or not Israel is committing genocide, which, of course, you know, on this channel, we've, we've had our disagreements. But what we're not going to have is somebody saying, look, the, the Jews are actually uh, uh, the bad guys here and they are committing genocide. Because that's not that's a conversation non-starter. If that's where if that's where you're, that's where you stand, stand away from me. That's uh, that's my policy. Mark, your initial thoughts on um, on this, maybe generally on uh, on Israel participating in the trial in the Hague. I think it's utterly ridiculous. I don't think it should be uh, the Hague should be honored at all with this perspective. Um, one of the things that I think makes people morally unclear about this is this concept of collective punishment where they feel like all the Palestinians are not somehow engaged in this conflict and all of them should not pay. Un unfortunately for the Palestinians, that's not the case. 
Um, they are engaged in this conflict. They left civilization behind when they endorsed Hamas. The majority of them do. And Hamas went uh, over the, the border into Israel and uh, indiscriminately murdered 1,200 human beings and captured over 100 more. Um, that is a crime against humanity. That is a war crime. Your, your acknowledgement that the Palestinian people are in fact a pathological society that endorses a pathological ideology and that they need to be, they need to learn that orienting themselves around an ideology that um, endorses genocide, and that's what it does, the charters of Hamas endorse the genocide of the Jewish people, will lead to your own destruction. Um, there's just no way around it. It's, it's, a, it's an ugly thing. War is an ugly thing, but war is what the Palestinian people have chosen. If Hamas surrendered tomorrow, the Palestinian Authority surrendered tomorrow, if the Palestinian people disavowed this ideology um, that they, they want land, they want to push the Jews into the sea and annihilate them entirely, then peace would happen. They do not do that. And because they do not do that, they have chosen this path of war. Um, Ankar, Ga Ankar Gatte put it very well when he talked about this modern attempt to sanitize war. And he made it very clear for me that war is actually the, it's the end of civilization. You have chosen to use force. You've chosen not to persuade. And that has been the case for Hamas and for the Pal and for every organization that the Palestinian people has, has backed, every political organization from the PLO to the various, the various religious fanatics, that they've groups that they've backed, the case has always been not about um, persuasion, but about war, about violence, about using um, the retaliatory force of Israel against it in PR campaigns for people who are morally unclear. And this this uh, this case in in the Hague is just one more example of of a sort of a, a, a moral contagion that is effect infecting the world. Listen, folks. War is hell. Sherman said that. There's no getting around it. Um, but the, it was the Palestinian people that chose this course, and it's the Palestinian people that have to give it up unconditionally. They have to disavow Hamas. They have to say, we will no longer pursue this course of action, which is murdering Jews. It is, it, it is, it is, it, you can't avoid, you can't, you can't, you can't evade. We've lost Mark at a important point in the middle of a, of a sentence, but until we get him back- a group uh, of people. Yeah, Mark, we lost you for about 10, 15 seconds. Oh, geez, where, where, at, where was at, I? In you my can't rank. evade was the last thing that I you, heard. You, you can't evade the fact that the Palestinian people are supporting a murderous genocidal ideology and they have to disavow it completely and unconditionally before you can give them quarter. That's so, it. yeah, I would love the Palestinian people to disavow their their way, their entire culture. Uh, the thing is, in lieu of that, uh, what needs to be done is Israel needs to take military action that guarantees that they can't fulfill, they can't live by their values since their values are killing Jews. You mentioned Ankar Gate. Let me strongly recommend to anybody who hasn't been following his work, you know, we, we uh, try to provide clarity on this. Uh, to the best of our knowledge, Ankar is one of the greatest living philosophers out there. 
definitely check out his work uh, on the Ayn Rand Institute uh, YouTube channel. So, so there was a, a comment uh, by Christian, I want Israel to win in The Hague, uh, even, even if the UN is an immoral organization in the first place. So I'm a bit torn there. I think there's there would be kind of, in a sense, an, uh, you know, a positive in Israel not winning, exposing how evil and corrupt and morally bankrupt this organization is. The problem is, and this brings me back to why I chose this title, I do not trust Netanyahu. I think Netanyahu wants an out. And I think this is his out. He is going to say, look, we've, <laughs> we've accomplished a lot in this war. We've, uh, we've harmed um, Hamas infrastructure. We've destroyed most of the tunnels, but we we're not living on an island. The world won't let us. I'm going to read something that, uh, you know, viewers, uh, regular viewers of the channel are going to be annoyed by me reading because I've read it a few times. But this is a fantastic, if I may say so myself, tweet from uh, at Razi Ginsburg on October 8th. The tweet goes, the longer Israel waits before taking military action, the less legitimacy it has from the international community to do what has to be done. The complete destruction of Hamas and a full permanent reoccupation of what little is left of Gaza. Netanyahu knows this. Maybe that's why he's waiting. I still think Netanyahu, that's why he's waiting. Uh, you know, I um, we had Yaron Brook on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him, uh, you know, you criticize Netanyahu, who would you, who would you, who do you think should replace him? And he said something like, if you go blindfolded into the, the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, and you throw a dart, uh, in there you're gonna hit somebody who's better which i kind of agree with although there are there are actual mouthpieces of terrorist organizations there but generally speaking uh yeah netanyahu netanyahu's weakness is something that you wouldn't see i think even from the uh left of center parties at least during the war and and as as um in, in terms of how they fight the war so netanyahu is looking for a way out i think this is his way out i like like I said, on on pretty much every show uh, since the the since October seventh and uh, onwards, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong about everything. I hope Israel is has something up its sleeve. I hope we're going to see the actual military action uh, tonight. I also know Netanyahu has a press conference right about now. Maybe he's saying, uh, you know, now is the time. You know, it, we've just uh, we've just destroyed uh, Tehran, but I. I don't think so. Or, or better yet, uh, I'm resigning. That would also be a good press conference. But no, I don't believe that that is the case. Um, well, first of all, I don't think that losing at the Hague is going to expose them for the corrupt organization that they are. Um, just like all the UN resolutions against Israel doesn't really turn the international community against the U United Nations. They just continue business as usual. If anything, it's a confirmation to those pro-Palestinian people out there, the, the pro-terrorist folks, the fake liberation movement out there, that they that they will use this as a vindication. They'll, they'll plaster it all over social media and use it as evidence against uh, the crimes that Israel is committing. Um, that's just the way this 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 uh, this type of this pathotype of, of human being works. They don't they don't introspect. They don't they're, they're not checked. Um, they don't check their ethics. They're com they're completely um, uh, righteous in, in their in their in their errors, and they 
they they don't change when those errors are exposed. Uh, if anything, um, they double down. So I I, I fully expect. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a protest that's going to be going on as we speak in Washington D.C. A pro-Palestinian protest that's probably going to garner you know tens of thousands of uh, idiots in the streets of uh, of Washington D.C. Uh, calling for a ceasefire. Now, I think these people are moral midgets. I confront these people all the time on on online, and they say the same concrete bound things. You know, they see pictures and you know a, a picture of a dead kid, horrible thing. Yes, but they they place the blame on Israel. They don't put they they never they say Israel has to stand down. They don't say the Palestinians need to surrender. They don't say Hamas needs to surrender. They don't they don't connect the dots that that dead child is 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 in that state because Hamas and the Palestinian people committed an act of war against a free and sovereign country, against a free and sovereign people, against a peaceful people. So um so I don't have any confidence that that a uh, uh that defeat in in the Hague will will do anything for uh, for exposing that that organization for what it is. And Netanyahu would have balls if he says, I refuse to acknowledge you as a legitimate organization. You have no say in the way in which we defend ourselves. And the same with the United States. The United States should have no say in the way in which Israel has to defend itself. And let we know that there's no, there's no, uh, there's, there's just simply not the, the, the moxie on the part of the Western uh, allied Western powers to um, actually take on the full threat you know, there's nothing, there's nothing. All I hear is evasion on the news. All I hear is the, the politicians saying we can't let this conflagration expand. And if and if we if we as objectivists say, well, it has to because we know who the, 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 the primary funder of these um, of these terrorist uh, organizations are. We know who the moral the moral uh, uh promoter of these of, of, of this, this terrorism and this uh, this uh, hatred of Israel is and we know that the confrontation has to happen um but we're called warmongers for understanding that of course the conflict has to widen it has to um if if we want to end this evil permanently yeah uh so I'm with you on saying I don't recognize this court's legitimacy the time to say that was before it was we're not going to participate this is not a thing that we're going to take yeah. part in we're going to let South Africa lecture us about you know South Africa the ANC in South Africa who has uh, turned South Africa into a failed state and you know, murdering 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 white farmers uh appropriating their land um if, if, and, bef and before that racism the racism of apartheid you have absolutely no moral moral ground to stand on yeah and by the way we've spoken about south africa for the past couple of days i i mentioned the uh murder of white farmers and somebody uh commented that you know it, it's not just white people who are suffering in south africa we have many many viewers in south africa it's one of the top countries from which people view this channel and which which is a, a good sign you know as, as i said yesterday that there are there are good people in South Africa who are who are suffering from the ANC, and the ANC is spending its time lecturing Israel and and becoming this sort of moral, you know, megaphone of of uh, you know the worst elements in the West, the Owen Joneses, who say, look look at South Africa, you know, look at the clarity of their uh, uh, you know their their claim of Israel's genocide. It's 
you know, we, we were talking a lot about how the Palestinian, the, the pro-Palestinian propaganda machine works. And yeah, you're right. They need the UN. They need the, this this body where you can say, look, these are these are the experts. This is not us. It's not us saying it. We're looking at the experts and we're looking to, you know, people who understand what's going on. Um, and yeah, they, they are all they are all, you know, they are all propagandists. They use uh, sources like we, we talked about Al Jazeera a few days ago. Al Jazeera has UN people on to to, you know, agree with the Al Jazeera host about how horrible Israel is. Um, so, yeah, the right thing to do. And, and actually, you know, just on the point of, uh, you know, if, if Israel loses, then uh, maybe it'll it'll expose this organization. No, maybe the right thing to the right way to put it is maybe Israel and the U.S. Uh, will have no choice but to say enough is enough. You know, at some point you have you have to hope that we're going to get to that point at least with these international international bodies and say no more. We're not taking part in this. We're not funding this. You keep your organization and go do your thing without the the sanction of the victim, as Ayn Rand called it. Uh, and you know, and, and of course, if the U.S. and Israel did this, some countries, some. Free, semi-free countries will join. Britain will abstain as it usually does. But uh, yeah, this uh, this needs to happen at some point, and I I really hope that that point is uh, we're coming nearer and nearer to that point. Yeah, but you wonder if after decades of demoralization and breaking down Western civilization and and educating uh, successive generations of the youth that Western civilization is the font of all immorality and evil in the world, if they'll have the self-esteem to stand up in the face of this and actually do that, which they should. And, you know, what these what these PR campaigns are all about is decontextualization and the use of collectivism and altruism to guilt people into not fighting for themselves. So they, they take pictures as arguments and then they rely on your on your investment in, in sacrificial ethics and in group ideology um, to guilt you into thinking that what Israel is doing is wrong when it isn't. It isn't. Um, Israel has an absolute right to defend itself. Uh, Hamas and the Palestinian people have been declaring war against Israel for ages now. They've been, they've been committing acts of war for ages. Their, their ideology is genocidal. <clears throat> that requires Israel to go in there and show the Palestinian people that identifying with that ideology and acting on that ideology means total and absolute destruction. And when they learn that, perhaps they will separate themselves from that and learn to live peaceably with uh, is the Israeli people. If not, I'm sorry, you're going to Allah. Yeah. Now, on the point of what Israel is doing, whether it's right or wrong, I actually do think it's wrong, obviously, for very different reasons. I think what's wrong there is that Israel, you know, refuses, first of all, refuses to identify the enemy as it is, which is the Palestinian people and not one organization or another. Because that's because that's too easy to that's, that's easy for the PR machine of the Palestinians and the collectivists to claim, oh, this is collective punishment. They have those they have a they have a a pocket full of bromides that they can throw out there to the world. And, you know, we have such a superficial culture out there now. They just attach themselves to the slogans and act as if those slogans are, are actual thoughts. Yeah. And, and the problem with that idea is, you know, Israel acts on that idea. And then and, and that 
costs lives. It costs lives of Israeli soldiers. It it costs lives of civilians who are still being targeted. It uh, it it really guarantees that Israel won't win a real victory, even if it does defeat Hamas, because the ideas will still be there. Uh, the innocent civilians who are the people who overwhelmingly support October seventh uh, are still there and. This, you know, we've spoken about how unprecedented this is in warfare. The idea that you know a country attacks you and you give them food and and medicine and fuel, the fuel that they use to keep the lights on in the tunnels through which they go and murder your people. I mean, and and um, so Israel participated it participated in the farce, not just in the court. It's participating in the farce in how it fights its war. It, it participates in the farce in, in its entire. PR campaign. It plays into the hands of its enemies. And, uh, you know, this is very much in line with how the West now thinks of war. It's it's not unique to Israel, although I, I think Israel has taken it to a, a different level. But it also very much fits within Netanyahu's uh, personality, his his uh, clear preference to, to, you know, keep his job no matter what. And, and by the way, the fact that that's even, that's even a possibility is uh, terrifying to me and uh, and shocking, but uh, look, I think yeah. I think this this attempt to sanitize war comes from a <clears throat> a place of decency in the sense that people saw the the utter carnage of World War II and they wanted to do something about it. But it's a pragmatic solution uh, in the sense that it it uh, it fails to understand what war is and why people um, end up going to war. And it, it ends up hobbling the decent and empowering the indecent in the same way that uh, anti-gun laws end up uh, empowering the criminal and leaving the uh, the law-abiding citizen disarmed against a criminal element. Look, when a country attacks you, when a people attacks you, they have decided to throw off all of the mores of Western, all the mores of Western civilization, rights, persuasion, respect for your human being, coexistence, all of that is gone. They've said, we are investing in um, using force against you as a means of taking what you have or or or, uh, or bringing you to our side. That that's a gauntlet, my friend, that they have thrown down. And and if you if you have any self-respect and if you're if you're invested in altruism, you lose self-respect uh, by practicing that because your ethics are about sacrificing yourself for something less than you or, or, or not not as virtuous as you. Um, but if you do have any self-respect, then you have to defend yourself vigorously until the threat is over, until it's done, until there's until it, there will be no more possibility for that threat to rise and hurt you again. And that will not be pretty. But it's not Israel's fault that they've been placed in this position. Decent people have to defend themselves and do things that are unpalatable in order to live. I don't want to, you know, poke the guy's eye out that's trying to stab me to death, but I, I might have to, uh, you know, or I might have to kill him. Uh, I don't want to. It doesn't appeal to me, and I'm sure it doesn't appeal to the Israelis in the way that it appeals to the Palestinians. The Palestinians have built a culture of murder and suicide. Um, that It's a culture of death, and people don't understand that. They, um, they, they either don't understand it or they're evading it that it is an honor to murder Jews and to die in the process. There is no such equivalent movement in Israel. 
um, uh, the idea of soldiers that are going in there will have to live with the consequences of the of the action of their actions for decades to come. They will they they're going to have psychological damage from having to kill people to survive. That damages you. They've been placed in that situation by the Palestinians, who feel absolutely no compulsion, gen, compunction generally about harming people. They they consider it a virtue, and to me. There, that's that's a difference. I don't know if you want to explore that a little bit, but that's that's a that's a, a major moral difference between the societies that nobody seems to be talking about. Maybe they're taught you guys are talking about it here, but I don't hear it anywhere else. Yeah, and and on people not understanding that the Palestinians built a culture of death, I always I always separate between you know somebody who's you know it's Saturday, London, the streets of London are filled with people uh, chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a, a chant. For the murder of all the Jews in Israel. Uh, and I'm sure there are some, you know, in their teens, maybe early 20s, haven't thought this through. That doesn't excuse it, but it's it's in a different category than the intellectual leaders, uh, the media, the politicians. They know that what they're supporting is a culture of death. Uh, you said that, you know, you need to fight until the threat is over. The problem is, I think Netanyahu's fight is different from Israel's fight. The threat that he's he wants to be over is different. It's the threat to him losing his seat. Um, thank you to our super chatters. Thank you, Christian. Christian says Helen Sussman is spinning in her grave. It's sad that South Africa didn't become the free rainbow nation. It should have become after apartheid. Thank you, Bert, for the super chat. Uh, Bert says premature in criticisms of Netanyahu. Damn Hague. Um, I don't think it's premature. I mean, we, we've been criticizing Netanyahu from... You know, for years, uh, he's the longest serving prime minister in Israel. He allowed the conditions for October 7th to happen. He's allowing the conditions for the next October 7th to happen. If this is premature, when is going to be the right time to criticize Netanyahu? A hundred years from now, when we talk about the state of Israel that was and how uh, how it was destroyed. No, Netanyahu is the leader. It's on him. You know, the buck stops here. Doesn't He doesn't have that uh slogan on his desk but uh he clearly doesn't believe it thank you Stephen, for the super chat thank you esther for the super chat esther says great job thank you thank you gail for the super chat gail says evil evasion of reality caused the holocaust yes and you know one of the reasons we are covering this and nothing else is because it really is terrifying times that you you struggle to fathom how this is happening with the recent relatively recent history that we should all know enough about to uh know that we should avoid uh thank you mini mini mafia for the super chat um you know i i see that we uh i think we I, I couldn't see all the chat but i see that we had some trolls in the chat which is good because tomorrow we are doing the first ever episode of the reality show extra that is for youtube members only if you're not a YouTube member, you can become a YouTube member on the channel. It's $5 or pounds or euros, depending on where you are. And then you can uh, you get access to other uh, exclusive content. But Mark, we will be discussing, should you feed the trolls? And we will be uh, feeding the trolls. And the trolls are, are welcome to join if they feed us by becoming a member. Uh, and we will be reading some of our favorite trolling comments uh, from, from YouTube. Mark, you have... 
uh, half a million followers on Twitter. I don't know how many of them are trolled, but I think uh, uh, there are some among them. There are people who seem to make a, uh, a career out of uh, trolling you. We'll read that. Uh, Mark, you are a, a uh, uh, lifelong, you know, successful Hollywood actor. I am just launching my acting career, uh, you know, as a, as a uh, uh what was it, defendant in the mock trials at ARC UK. Uh, so I will be reading those in uh, dramatic voices and uh, uh, you will be judging my acting. That's going to be, that show alone is going to be worth those $5 or pounds. Uh, so make sure you sign up. If you want others to, to uh, view it as well, you can gift memberships and it will be randomly handed to some of the 145 members, who, uh, people who are watching now live. The daily objective is back tomorrow at 5.30, 5.30 p.m. UK time. That is, of course, for everybody. Uh, the reality show Extra is extra. It is behind a paywall. Uh, and Platinum Members and Above, the Philosophy Forum starts in a minute. Mark, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow on the reality show Extra. Thank you. And Israel. Keep up the work. Do not surrender.